Hey Go Church family, this is Gilbert and I'm here with Pastor Matt Hadabo. Hello everybody! And this week we're going to talk about the week two supplemental materials for Uncommon Courage. This is a great series. I'm really enjoying this study. And I, I, like, I like it because it's practical. You know, you could read um, books about courage, you could watch documentaries about courage, but what we're talking about is how to make courage something that we just incorporate into our practical life and put God's Word into practice. Right. What I, what I really like about this subject is the fact that it shows you that, hey, sometimes there's resistance, right? And sometimes there's a bit of difficulty or sometimes it will get uncomfortable to do the right thing, but it's okay, do it. Yeah, which is, uh, you know, we said this before, but we're kind of called as believers or as followers of Jesus to go against the stream of culture of the world into the kingdom culture. Jesus preached the kingdom of God. And in revelation to the churches in uh, in Asia, he, he wrote again and again, he told John to write, and he said, to him that overcomes, to the one that overcomes, you have to overcome something, right? Sure. Right? We're not sure. just overcoming hunger for lunch. Yeah. This is uh, overcoming uh, resistance and yeah. obstacles. There's going to be discomfort along the way. There's going to be difficulty along the way. And that's why we need to have courage. And that's why we need to build up the courage and walk in the courage. And, you know, if we, if we really think about it, a lot of it is um, decision. Right? Right. We, we have uh, a decision to make. We can uh, choose to be silent or we can choose to keep talking, as uh, our key scripture in Acts says. Or we were talking about uh, Paul and, or uh, sorry, well, Paul in, in the book of Acts and also Peter and John. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the book of Acts, but yeah. um, it really comes down to a, making a decision. It takes courage to make a decision to act like God's word is true. That's right. So uh, we're going to get to these uh, illustrations and these stories about Peter and John, about Paul, and even about how Jesus handled these different subjects. And this week, what we're really going to talk about and dig into is about the subject of how we can be culturally relevant you know, at this day and age, in the church, with people around us, but without compromising the truth, the word of God. And this is actually something, so for those of us who have recently been through the Emina course, um, the first course that we did was on the subject of supportive leadership or supportive ministry. And uh, it's led by Brother Tony Cook, and he mentions this, right? And he, he mentions about the fact that it's important that we do stay culturally relevant so that we can actually reach people who need to be reached. Uh, but we should never dilute the Word of God. We should never dilute the truth. And I think it's important with, with what we do and why we do it. You know, why, why do we do church the way we do it? That's exactly there's, right. There's a truth to that. Yeah. You know, we look at the Bible and we say, hey, okay, this is the, the plan that Pastor Matt Beamer received from the Lord about a group-based church. But then we see it all over Scripture. We see that this is the truth. There's yeah. something there about yeah. it. It's a great, uh, great example, really, because the uh, the easier thing uh, would be just to adopt a traditional uh, Sunday gathering model, mm-hmm. and then uh, then we would have to try to build community inside of it. Instead, we we uh, 
you know, have this groups-centered model that Pastor Matt Beamer led, and we see it in the Word again and again, um, and it's a great it's a great application of this message. Yeah, absolutely, and it's kind of it's on the same point about uh, you know maybe a thousand five hundred years ago, singing in Latin made sense, right? And today, singing in English makes sense to the English speaker, right? Right. It, it doesn't take away from different churches, different denominations or anything like that, because we're all one body and we're all working to do the same thing that the Lord Jesus appointed us to do in the earth. But we want to be relevant so that we can effectively reach people yeah. with the truth. And a great illustration of that from the book of Acts is when Paul was in Athens, you know, he... Um, he didn't stand up and say, hey, Athenians, you need to change all of your culture. What he said was the truth of the gospel, but he put it in the context of their culture. And I think that that's, uh, that's really powerful for us to see. We don't change the message. We don't change mm-hmm. the truth of God's word, but we try to put it in a way where it can reach the culture. I think that Alpha does a great job of that. Yeah. And that's that's something uh, towards the end of this uh, towards the end of this broadcast we're going to be discussing that, uh, Pastor Matt. There's a, a verse in John in the Gospel account of John chapter 17 verse 17, which is on theme. Could you read that for us? And yeah, it says uh, this is Jesus praying. Uh, actually, he's praying right before he went to the cross. Um, Jesus said, sanctify, that means to set apart, set them apart through your truth. Your word is truth. The word of God is not just the truth, but it is the truth that separates us from the world. Mm -hmm. So, So basically we're saying that what we see in the word of God, what the Lord tells us to do, that is his will that is the truth that is what we're supposed to walk towards and do and we're not supposed to compromise on that yeah in our walk i think you said it like this the word of god is our point of reference Mm -hmm. it is uh it is our, our compass heading it's the it's the thing that tells us which way to go what is what is right what is not absolutely and we see this actually across scripture so you mentioned the story of Paul in Athens, and it's it's a really great story. We'll get to that in a minute. There are a couple of other passages of scripture which I, I would love for us to read because it's really on this subject. One of them is in uh, in the book of Colossians, which actually Paul writes to one of the churches. Yeah, and it's uh, yeah. So, Pastor Matt, do you want to do you want to read that? <clears throat> Colossians chapter two, verses twenty through. 22 um it says you have died with christ and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world praise god amen so then paul asked the question why do you keep on following the rules of the world such as don't handle don't taste don't touch Verse 22 says, such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. I love this because Paul sets uh, a distinction between the eternal, 
the real, and the, 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 the temporal, the seen world. And he sets, sure. those, sets those two things as, as separate. And he says that we've been made alive and set free from the spiritual powers of this world. That's right. We're free from it. Yeah. And so because of that, we shouldn't make ourselves subject to it. Sure. The Bible tells us that the uh, law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus has made me free, has from, made me free. from the law of sin and death. Exactly. And this kind of goes back to the point that Roy was making in the broadcast about which voice are you going to listen to? Are you going to listen right. to the word or the world? Yes. And here, Paul is saying that Christ set us free from the world. Well, why do we keep going back into the world and doing what the world does and believing what the world believes? But we need to have courage to step out of that. And we need to have courage to walk in what God wants us to walk in. And that means both at church and outside of church. And uh, I want to read another passage of scripture as well, which is... Uh, well, let me, yeah, before you go, go for that, it. you know, think about our basics study. Mm -hmm. we, we say, you know, we, we look at the basics, we use the basics because, uh, one, we want to, you know, look at what we believe as a church, but also we want to practice taking our questions to the Bible and let the Bible answer our questions. Life makes us ask questions right. and we want to go to the Bible and get those answers. It's good when we're challenged in our lives. Right. By the word of God. Yes. It's good when we're challenged and we see, hey, I'm doing this, but I'm supposed to be doing that. So let me take courage and step out. Right. You know, let me step out of my habits. Let me step out of my comfort. Let me step out of what people I love are saying that I should do. But that's not what God's saying I should do. That's so good. Uh, taking courage to step out of habits. Taking courage to step out of what I've always thought and act like God's word is true. Yeah, I mean, you know, every morning, you know, I'm going to sound hyper-spiritual now, but, you know, I, I do make a habit of, of reading, you know, the Word of God every morning, and I don't do it just out of religious habit, I do it with the intention of, I want to hear something from the Lord today, yeah. like, I need something from the Lord today, today's going to be a loaded day with work, with right. stuff coming my way, I just want to be able to hold on to something to know I'm going in the right direction today, yeah. and it's just amazing when, you know, it's, it's both amazing and it's challenging when something comes up that is out of your comfort zone, right? Something comes up when it challenges you to change. Now, you can, you can you know, have either a reaction of, oh, maybe, you know, that wasn't God or, okay, I'll just do that later or, you know, let me, let me just forget I read that, you know? Or you can say like, okay, I'm leaving this room now and I need to change and I need to move forward and I need to grow in his things. And I think that's, that's healthy for us to have a reference point, which is the word of God, like you're saying, to be able to move forward and change. And I think that's uh, a key to growing and yeah. continue growing, is to keep challenging yourself. When the word of God challenges you, accept it, move forward. Yeah, that's so good. Yeah. We, we see this, uh, you know, we see this across the Bible. So like, like we're talking about in Mark chapter 7, verse 13, uh, this is actually Jesus when he's talking to the religious people of the time, right? And the people who um, were supposed to know the word of God, right? They were supposed to be living that way and supposed to inspire the whole nation to live that way. And actually, 
what they did was they took the word of God and they added to it and they added to it and they kept adding, you know, not with bad intention, but it got so far away from the actual heart of the word that they created more rules that were heavier for the people to bear because they didn't want people to get close to the border of missing it. So in Mark Mark chapter 7, verse 13, Jesus says this, he says, and so you cancel the word of God in order to hand down your own tradition. And this is only one example among many others. And in different translations, he says that you have made the word of God of no effect. Uh, And I find this very interesting because this is Jesus. This is the word of God talking to us about how to hear the word of God. You know, <laughs> well, in uh, in kind of the uh, the setting here is, I think this is uh, something that you said. Jesus never passed up an opportunity to heal someone, even on the Sabbath right. day. And the most religious people of Jesus' day had taken the Sabbath, which is a celebration of rest, mm-hmm. peace, or wholeness. Fulfillment, right? And fulfillment. And they had then used that or they had turned it in tradition as as a, a way to, um, what the way you said it, to make a burden or a weight for people to carry. Uh-huh. And uh, Jesus is the burden remover. Right. He is the yoke destroyer. He He's called to set us free. He's come to set us free. And we see that in his ministry. And in this, he said, you, you're preferring your traditions to the truth of God's word. We never want to be so locked into our traditions that we ignore the message or mm-hmm. the truth of God's word. It is, uh, you know, an act of courage to act like God's word is true in spite of yeah. the circumstances that are around us. Yeah, and th- this is this is the beauty of the word of God is that the word of God never changes, but our revelation, our understanding of the word of God progresses. It develops, and it's our job to keep hearing that word, and to see more and more and more of it every day. To do more and more and more of it every day. Yeah. So that's, that's something really important is that he never changes. This is his word. This is his will. And his word is set. You know, it's, it's, it's set. It's established in heaven, the Bible says, right? In Psalm, Psalm 119. Um, so with that, why don't we actually discuss uh, these illustrations that you talked about? In, uh, in Acts chapter 4, we see... Peter and John in jail. Can you tell us about this? Yeah, I mean, Peter and John were preaching. Um, This is after the day of Pentecost, and they have, um, they've actually ministered to a man that was uh, lame, you know? Yep. God supernaturally heals this man. They, uh, this guy is excited. He's jumping and shouting, praising God. And then Peter stands up and he's preaching and very bold. You know, the, you have killed the prince of life. That's a great, great line from that sermon. <laughs> and so he never passed up an opportunity. <laughs> he had courage. He did. Uh, and so they arrest them and they put them in prison and they actually, uh, in, um, Acts chapter 4, we see that they, you know, they're trying to decide what to do with them. 
right? Because they can't deny the fact that, okay, this guy, everybody knows this guy, and he's healed. Everybody mm-hmm. saw what happened. So what should we do with him? And so the, the authorities, their solution was, well, let's beat Peter and John. <laughs> Which is very violent, right? Right, it is. It is. <laughs> so, uh, so they beat them, and then they, they said, okay, now we've beat you to an inch of your life. Now, shut up. <laughs> stop, right. stop preaching. And uh, Acts 4, um, do you have that verse in front of you? Yeah, I, I believe it's in Acts 4. Um, 18 and 19. So they called the apostles back in and commanded them never again to speak or teach in the name of Jesus. But Peter and John never passed an opportunity to, <laughs> to speak, right? Uncommon courage. Right. They replied, do you think God wants us to obey you rather than him? Great question. It's a and, great question. And I think that with an obvious answer. It is an obvious answer that um, it's obvious in discussion, but sometimes in practice, we let it get murky. That's right. You know, oh, right. uh, uh, I, I think I'm supposed to do this based on what I hear uh, in God's word, but I think it's going to cost me something mm-hmm. if I do it. Mm-hmm. But what, what they did is what we're talking about. They did not water down the word of God right. because of the circumstance, right? They, even though they were relevant at the time, you know, they still chose the word of God no matter what. And if if you understand more of that context, these are not people who are outside of this society, outside of these norms. They were from Jewish culture, right? They grew up with this. They yeah. lived with this. These, The people they were speaking to were people they looked up to their whole lives. Yeah. And in that moment, they still took courage and took a decision, the word of God over what you're saying. And I think that's super powerful. It's very powerful and it's very well said. And it's uh, practical for us, you know, because, and this is why I mentioned Alpha earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, Alpha is this place where we invite people to come and maybe they've, um, like, I love Roy says, maybe they just believe in Zebras, you know. But uh, they, Alpha is a place where we invite everybody to come and then we share the truth in a way that's not trying to, hey, think like us. Mm-hmm. We just share the truth. Um, this uh, one of our Bible school instructors um, at Rama. he said, the truth needs no bodyguards. Exactly. You just turn it loose. Absolutely. <laughs> Actually, this is the... Uh, this is the logo of Alpha. It's a question mark, yeah. right? And what we're doing is we're creating a space for people to come and ask questions because we believe that the truth answers for itself. At the end, if people are asking questions, they'll come to the conclusion, which is the truth. And, and that's, that's the goal of it. So that's what we do. I mean, we, we run Alpha and we always talk about Alpha as not a church event because it is not a church event. Most of the time it's run by churches or by organizations or ministries. But actually what Alpha is, is just, it's a, it's a dinner party with a theme. Mm. That's what it is. And it's really well said. Yeah. And it's, it's a series of interactive discussions, you know, over a 10 to 12 week period where people get together once a week, they share a meal, they share friendship, they share love. 
and they hear a 20 minute video or a 25 minute video about life and the meaning of life from a Christian perspective. Yeah. And then there's a 40 minute open discussion. So like you said, everyone's welcome from every background. And the idea is just to have people take this time out of their week for about 10 weeks and ask questions about life. And we know that the truth answer, answers for itself. And this is what we're trying to do when we're trying to stay relevant in our culture. We're not diluting the word of God, but what we're trying to do is win arguments and not people. That's exactly. We so, want to win people, not arguments. You're right, sorry. <laughs> That's the old nature coming out. We want to win people and not arguments. The goal is not to debate people as per the norms or the methods of this world, but the goal is to demonstrate the love of God. And the love of God comes with the power of God to change your life in a good way. And that's what we want people to experience, not only at Alpha, but after Alpha. Yeah. We want people to be able to experience the unconditional love of God and to grow in that love, which means it's not just an idea or a discussion point, it's an experience in your life. Did you know that nearly every, uh, let's say, core or, you know, every committed Go Church member or Go, everyone that's really uh, right. a, a strong part of Go Church Beirut right now has come through Alpha? I'm not surprised. It's an amazing, no, I, amazing it's, time. It, it's, it's really amazing. And um, it's uh, awesome to me to watch how it repeats where people will start from a standpoint of, I, you know, I don't know, I don't know. We I have this with, idea, I have, my yeah. grandma had that idea. And then they, right? then they finally come to a place where, hey, will you pray with me because I want to receive Jesus? Hey, will you pray with me? I want to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. It, it's stunning how the truth has this, well, the truth does exactly what Jesus prayed. Mm -hmm. It sets us apart. That's right. Let's uh, let's take a time, a, a moment here, and just look at um, when Paul was in Athens and he ran an right. alpha course. <laughs> in uh, Acts chapter seventeen, um, now uh, Paul's alpha was a little shorter, right? But right. Uh, there in Mars uh, Mars Hill in Athens, um, I think it's interesting to see what Paul didn't do. You know, it says, uh, verse 22, Paul stood in the midst of Mars Hill and said, uh, you people of Athens, I perceive that in all things, you're too superstitious. You're, you're, uh, you believe in this thing, you believe in that thing, you believe in this kind of God and that kind of God. And verse 23 says, uh, I passed by and I beheld your devotions, you know, people venerating statues, mm -hmm. uh, offering, making offerings to, uh, to, you know, uh, what am I trying to say? Idols. And he says, uh, I saw one verse 23 to the unknown God whom therefore you ignorantly worship. I'm going to declare to you. And we keep reading there. So he's trying to fill the gaps, right? Yes. He's trying to take them from their culture, through their culture, to see the missing points that they're trying to understand. And if you keep reading, you see he quotes uh, poets and literature that they know. Mm -hmm. And he relates that to the scripture. 
Paul never changed the truth of God's word, but he offered it in a way that was accessible. He made it open for them to receive. That, that gives us a lot to think about, and we're almost out of time. So I think that this is something that we're going to talk about in a lot more depth this week uh, through our grow groups. Yes. So you don't want to miss that. We're going to talk about all of these illustrations. The grow groups are going to be really important this week and uh, come ready to discuss uh, these things. And um, I just want to encourage you, you know, look for opportunities to be courageous and step out of your habits Step away from things that you've always thought, always known, and act like God's word is true. Here's, a, here's an idea. Why don't you help us run the next alpha that we're starting in January? Yeah, in January, we're going to start a new alpha. And there's a place for you. There's a place for you to bring people. And plus, there's a place for you to come and be part of what uh, God's going to do. Of what God's going to do. That's well said. That's right. Well, if no one's already told you this today, let me tell you that we love you. And we're believing God's very best for you. And we will see you at the Grover. Bless you. Have a great week.